Hello, gentle listeners. This is Colonel Jeff Fox, producer of This Week with Larry Miller. As some of you have already heard, our man Larry, the stacker of soap, our fearless and hairless leader, defender of Pluto, and the great updater, uh, took a spill last week. He conked his head, and he conked it pretty good and wound up actually in the hospital. Uh, A lot of people have been asking what happened. There's really no crazy story behind it. He wasn't wrestling a bear. He wasn't dancing to Charleston on top of a Zeppelin. He didn't fall out of the back of a moving pickup truck. Uh, The story is just that he he met a friend at a bar, went outside to take a phone call. He was coming back in and just had a straight-up slip and fall and bonked the old cabeza. So uh, Larry's being benched for this week, uh, for this episode of This Week with Larry Miller. And you folks write in with nice comments all the time, and thank you so much. And I always say back, we really do enjoy bringing you the show, and we love being here with you. And it's not lip service. Uh, It really means a lot to Larry, me, and the doctor uh, that you're listening and that you enjoy the show. And believe me, Larry absolutely wants to be back here with you folks as much as you want him to be here. And what we're doing is we're presenting an encore presentation of one of my personal favorite episodes. This episode is called Larry's Clumsy Coffee Cavalcade. Each week we do a prep for the show. Uh, Larry talks about that sometimes. And he basically comes up with a rough roadmap for each episode. And even though I'm involved in the prep, I typically only know the broad strokes of the stories that he wants to tell. The main story for this episode, I remember on his notepad, it just said, Coffee at Jinkies. Um, and he had actually texted that note to me earlier in the week, and he, he repeatedly texts me story ideas, and I, I get them in coffee at Jinkies, and I just, I don't know what they mean, and I, it's a joke for me, because I get to, you know, wait three or four days and present them to him and say, coffee at Jinkies, what does that mean? And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 and then he tells me the story. But that one line for this episode, you know, it was just one line on a notepad, but it was a hilarious story that wound up being, I think, 10 or 15 minutes long. And I remember uh, Dr. Chris and I just howling with laughter in the control room as he told the story, as it unfolded. I think it's a perfect story uh, that explains, you know, exactly what Larry's like. So I hope you enjoy it, too. We set up a virtual get well card at LarryMillerPodcast.com. Feel free to go there and sign it. Leave a comment. A bunch of you have left comments already. Uh, thanks so much. And we're going to post updates there and on the show's Facebook page. Thanks so much for all the kind comments and jokes that you've left already. It really, really means a lot to Larry and his family. Your kindness and jokes, uh, you know, the little jokes that you make, the little callbacks to his jokes, the little inside references on the show, your little spins on his catchphrases. It's just hilarious. You guys are the best, and it's it's wonderful, and it's just inspiring. And uh, I wanted to pass along a message that uh, his wife, Eileen, had texted me. She said, Please tell folks I'm taking some godforsaken leg lamp a listener sent him to his room tomorrow. He loves that stupid lamp. I'm sure he will smile when he sees it. And I'm sure he will too. So, folks, if you're inclined, please bend your elbow with your drink of choice and let's all toast to Larry's speedy and full recovery. It's going to make for one heck of a story when he gets back in here. So, take care, folks. Be well and a nominum quid geminis to one and all. From Level 5 City in Glendale, it's This Week with Larry Miller. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who doesn't mind being clumsy... 
Hi, folks. Welcome back. This is This Week with Larry Miller. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And as always, don't they sound good? That's, of course, the Tom Vise Orchestra and the Darby Romeo Dancers featuring boy tenor Tony Strupulus asking the musical question, how many soap butts does it take to fill a 9 by 13 cake pan? But first, and by Amazon.com. Amazon.com, which has been very good for us. Amazon.com. If you want to calm down, call Amazon.com. What's the one thing you can't get at Amazon.com, by the way? I think maybe an Amazon, an actual Amazon. Excuse me, I'd like a very tall, strong woman. Yeah, get in line, you and who else? But if you want everything else in the world other than the actual Amazon, go to Amazon.com. And when you do those, here's how you do it. You go to our website first, which is www.acelarrymiller.com. And there's a banner there that I've never seen, but I trust Jeff Jeff on. And the banner says Amazon, that I've also never seen, but I trust Jeff on. And you hit the banner that says Amazon, and you know what you get? You don't get a woman, but you go right to Amazon, and then whatever whatever you order from them, they send a percentage to us, and that goes to Ace Broadcasting, and that keeps the lights on. And once again, as always, remember, as soon as we start actually making dough off it and buying drinks, you'll be the second to know. So go to Amazon and click our banner first. And, folks, this is a very special show. It's our one-year anniversary. We've been doing this for one year, and we have a lot planned for you, okay? So to begin with, because it's our one-year anniversary, and this starts our second year, and we hope many, many more, we're going to do something we've never done before, and that is... Play the theme again! You know, that theme makes me smile and then chuckle and then laugh every single time. I'm not trying to do it as soon as Chris starts the show and that music starts, no matter how grumpy or tired I am. And I'm not the grumpy and tired type, as I think you know. I'm not the judgmental type, or I'm not here to tell others what to do, as you can plainly see. But as soon as that music comes on, I smile and then I chuckle and then I laugh. I just love it because it's all... And I and I think a lot of you uh, do too. But that's that's the first stop on the celebrations of our one year anniversary show. And now to continue. Actually, that was it. I have to be honest. That's all. Really, we have nothing. It was. Uh, it's another show which we're thrilled to do. But we just wanted to play the theme. We. I just said, you know what? Let's do. <laughs> Jeff said, what can we do? It's the one year anniversary. And I I said, look, you know what? We just had some pie here. By the way, we had some very good pie. Some Marie Callender's pie. Jeff went out and got an apple pie and a cream thing. I'm guessing that's not their name, but it was a really good cream thing with a little layer of uh, some kind of fruit thing underneath it. But it was mainly a cream thing with like a certain thicker cream thing in the middle and then a thinner cream thing. on. It was really good. And because we're so stupid. Now, I'm a grown man. Jeff and Chris are, are younger here, but everyone here at Ace, it's the same thing. You'd think I'd know how to eat at this point. I, I'm not exactly built like Christian Bale. I know something about food. 
and I can't get it together. I know I've said this before. I can't get it together to understand how to take food over here. And so as a result, my dinner was I had a half a slice of apple pie and then a half a slice of the cream pie, which was really, really good. And then, it's so funny, then Sandy came by, who I'm doing something else. He says, say, if you're still hungry, I have half a sandwich from a year ago or something like that. <laughs> from when you started the show. Oh, yeah. And so I had that, a half a sandwich that was still technically a sandwich with bread. It's in the Corolla refrigerator. How bad could it be? And then after that, as Jeff and I were doing prep for the show, I finished that half a sandwich, and then I thought, what kind of way is this to eat? Because I went to the coffee pot that had been there since this morning, and I microwaved a cup of coffee, and I said, what kind of way is this to live? I know more about food than this. I'm not, I'm not living like Grizzly Adams. I mean, I'm not living some kind of some extreme sort of vegan lifestyle here where you, where you grow. Everything has to grow within 14 feet of you eating it. But it's still such a stupid way to eat. You have a piece of pie. Then you have half a sandwich from the Clinton administration. And then you say, Let's, I need something to wash it down. Soda? No. Soda's too sweet and bad for you. I know. I'll have a cup of coffee, cup of coffee from this morning. Anyway, it's actually pretty good. Uh, so in any case, this is our one-year anniversary, folks, and we really, uh, we're really, you know something? We're really very grateful, and that's the, you know, every time I say we here, you know that's not the royal we, because I really mean Jeff and Chris and everyone here at Adam's Shop, and uh, I'm not just, just listing names to listen to them, they're all the guys I like here, and uh, they're really, do- Ace Broadcasting is doing well, and our show is doing very well. We just had the numbers came in from August, and I sent them around to all my crack representatives because Jeff sent them to me, and they're really good. It's our highest month yet, so we're very grateful to you guys out there. And I'm normally loath to say things like that about because I, I hate when you go to a game somewhere and they always say now for the last 10 15 years the announcer always says and now please welcome your Chicago Blackhawks you know they're not mine they're not yours they're not anything you know i i hate when they do that no they're not uh, you know i'm the one spending $11.50 for an ice cream cone you know they're not mine i don't need them to be mine i just like the sport and i'd like to watch the teams play okay so i'm i'm normally loath to say you know, we couldn't do it without you guys, or, uh, hey, it's your show. But you know what? The truth is, we're very grateful, because I love doing this, and everyone here does too, and it really means a ton. In fact, it means the world that we keep growing in numbers, and you guys, that is you. So I, I'm glad you like the show. I'm glad we're growing. And as we always like to say here, as, well, I guess I should say, as I always like to say here, tell a friend, not out of nowhere, because that would be stupid. Jones just walked up to people in the street and say, hey, you know what you ought to hear? And, uh, but if you're talking to a friend and someone is talking about things or ways to fill time and someone else says, you know, what you really have to do is watch 100 hours of 24. And you might then say, you know what, try this week with Larry Miller. And uh, it's down. It's taken me a year to know this, by the way, but I've been saying this to people on the road now. I can say, you can download it for free on iTunes. And by the way, I said that without Jeff putting it up on the screen. All right? And I know you believe me because I know you know I don't lie. 
So, not about that, anyway. So, I, it was not on the screen. I know you can download it for free on iTunes, and I know it's available on iTunes for free when you download it. Now, again, I've never done these things, and I don't know what it means, but it's like ABBA singing a song. They're really just saying English words. They don't understand them. But I know how to say it now. So, at any rate, we're very, very happy. Everyone here, and I'm very happy. And, uh, and thank you very much. Tell a friend... And now it's time for a hamper update. That's right. This is the time of the show. You know, we, no, wait, hang on a second. You know what, Jeff? Do me a favor. Turn that down for a second. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why, folks. Because uh, my wife, whom I love and uh, has been a little annoyed lately because I, I she thinks, she, and she's right, she was getting slammed a lot. I was sending tweets out. And, you know, it's, about, it's not about her... Really, it's the wife thing. It's like Rodney Dangerfield or Henny Youngman saying, oh, you know, my wife did this and my wife did that. It's sort of a construct, but it's all true. I mean, it's all, it's not untrue, but I sent a tweet out and then I sent her a text and she was at work and she's a comedy writer. But I sent her a tweet at work saying, a text saying, gee, I don't know if you saw that last tweet, but I think maybe I went too far. I think maybe... uh, Maybe it was a little, uh, a little uh, mean-spirited. And she sent it back saying she came home that night and she said, don't send me a text like that because, I'm a, look, I know what comedy is. You know what comedy is. If it's funny, just tweet it and don't then say, but if you tell me, hey, you think you might have gone too far, then I think you went too far. Then I think you might have meant it. Then I think that maybe somehow unconsciously you meant this about me. And I said, oh, oh okay. So we had another drink and that was that. But the next day, I, I actually sent out another tweet about, about her, about marriage, about things. And uh, she immediately sent me something back saying, what's going on here? You're slamming me left and right. She said, you know, at least give me a couple of days in between body slams. Can you do that? And then I realized that I was coming here to do another hamper update because, as those of you who, who listen regularly know, that it's... It had been, my wife said, five months ago. It's about five months ago now. I haven't been keeping track. Someone else, one of you guys must have been keeping track. But it's a while now. And, uh, and I, well, you know that uh, my wife had thrown out my mother's hamper that she got me. And I really don't care. And then, so I put it inside of the house where all the little animals are. Not the house animals, by the way. The ones that think it's their house. And... And then my wife said, well, I'll get one. And uh, she hadn't gotten one. So we began having fun here, and I began doing a a hamper update. But I don't want her to feel bad and, or worse, to hear about this from someone at work. Hey, Larry, said you didn't get the hamper still. But she'd gone over to Bed Bath & Beyond. She couldn't find one she liked. And it it began to be funny to me to do the hamper update. And Jeff found that theme. He made that theme, by the way. And, uh... So I don't know. I I, I think maybe uh, it's time to just stop slamming her a little bit. But I, uh, for whatever it's worth, I would like you to know that there's still no hamper. That's right. There's no hamper yet. Okay? I don't think that's mean. I think I'm just reporting. And if somehow this does land the wrong way... I would like those of you in the Southern California area who could put me up for a few weeks to please write in so that I can have a place to sleep. I'm kidding. By the way, I know she'd know that was funny, that was being funny, and there's no need for anyone to be upset. And I actually enjoy at this point, I really get a kick out of 
taking socks and T-shirts and everything and just throwing it under the window, right by the wind where the window meets the floor. That sounds like old directions for Columbus, doesn't it? Just sail west to where the window meets the floor. And uh, so we'll, as long as it still feels funny to me, we'll sk- still keep doing it. That was your hamper update. So in any case, I went down, because I think this is a nice thing to do. We, uh, we broke our coffee maker. And uh, I don't know who, who broke the coffee maker. I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not saying it has anything to do with the hamper, because it doesn't. But we had a Mr. Coffee Maker. The truth is, you know how long these things last. It was it was probably about 12 or 14 years old. And it really had done yeoman's service, as they say. And I went down to a restaurant at the bottom of the hill where we live. And it's right on Ventura Boulevard. It's a, and it's a, it's a terrific uh, restaurant, a breakfast place. And I, uh, one morning, so before the kids wake up to get coffee, because I know my wife likes coffee, and so do I. And uh, so I got four coffees that were big enough so I could put them in a pot on the stove, just keep them warm, and uh, in the paper containers. And then I went down the next day to do the same thing. But here's why I mentioned the word clumsy before, because something happened that's almost not possible. It was about nine things in a row that almost couldn't happen. Each one might happen on its own, but that they happened together is actually in a way, unbelievable. I got the coffees from the counter. And this is, by the way, about 7 in the morning. This place opens at 7. So they were nice enough at 10 to 7 when I went down there. And, every you know, everyone was uh, just was still asleep. And so at 10 to 7 when I got there, they were nice enough to give me some coffees to go. And it was before they had opened the register. So I, uh, I gave a I think I'm always a good tipper anyway. I think uh, good tipping is important. My dad, God bless him, always used to say, never tip like a gangster, meaning never tip way, way, way too much. But I th- I think maybe I do not weigh too much, but if I leave, if I leave too little or th- something I think feels like too little, I almost, I've done this many times, go back and put an extra $6 in or something, you know, because to take it from 24% to 31% or something like that. In any case... So they were very nice down there, and I got four cups of coffee. Now, here's what happened, though. Here's what started this chain of events. I put the four cups of coffee in their large paper cups on the counter just to the left where the cream stuff is. And I opened the plastic top to one of them, and you've all done this a million times before, and I took it off, and it just stuck a tiny bit, just a tiny bit, on the lip, and it was 10 to 7 in the morning, and there's nothing wrong with being clumsy, but I'm not clumsy. I'm actually very graceful. I, I've been uh, compared many times to Jagilev, I think, uh, who was a Russian dancer in 1924. I don't know why I went back to that. But he was he was apparently a very graceful guy. But uh, that, So I, I, I'm not a clumsy guy, but it caught on the lip, the plastic caught on the lip, and... In reacting, I just pulled it a little. I don't even have to describe this. It tipped the cup over. It actually, I, st- I went with the other hand to get the plastic top, but it was still attached to the top, and it tipped the cup over. And like dominoes, all four large cups fell over onto the counter, and then two others onto the floor. 
in, well, I think what could probably be called a liquid grenade. It was sort of like it went about the, as far or like one of those things in Vietnam where you step on it and it flies up about waist high. That is a diabolical thing. And uh, so all the coffees went down and bam, there's no one in there. And these people have just been nice enough to give me coffee before they're actually open. I said, I am so sorry. And it got all the newspapers wet and it got – now, I immediately start taking napkins. I don't even have to tell you what happened. They were very nice again, but a little annoyed because now it creates – they're trying to set up the place to open in four minutes. And now this guy has just made extra work for them. Fine. So I helped them. We cleaned it all up. And then they stopped me from helping because they were trying to be gracious. And I won't lie. I I didn't insist that I help. You know how that happens sometimes where you say, no, let me. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you really half-heartedly say, no, let me help. And so they helped. They cleaned everything up. The papers, they kind of whipped, dripped them dry. They restacked everything, put new napkins in the thing. Fine. And then they were awfully, awfully nice. They gave me four new coffees for no extra charge, and now I very carefully took them over to the side again and put the cream in. We don't take sugar, and just got them all set and put the caps back on. And then the guy said to me behind the counter, he said, would you like a tray, one of those little beaver board trays or whatever they are, you know, those little gray pressed cardboard things to hold the cups? And I said, ah, no. And then he said, you know what? You're right. I should probably have one of those. Why take chances? So after all, it's four of them. I put four of them in the corners, and I picked the thing up. Hey, pretty good. And now, the, you know, then the place, so I was all right, and the place had its first few customers, and now it was starting uh, to fill up. It was about 7.05 now, but it's fine, and I've got four more coffees. I pick the tray up. What are the odds of this ever happening? I take one step to my left, and a woman at one of the tables stands up faster than any human ever has in history and turns right into me with the tray. But it was like a jump cut. It was like where action is speeded up in a movie, where it's actually faster than it can occur in life. She stood up so quickly and turned. It's not as if it's her gigantic fault. It's a zillion to one odds. But it, I was in the exact right spot. I was only about 11 inches from her. She turns, bam, right into me, smash o back all over the floor, and... Don't you know, one of the cups flies through the air in an odds-defying move and lands right back on the little table area with all the creams and the newspapers and the napkins. And it explodes on that again. Now, she looks at me, and all I can do, I guess it's my nature. <laughs> it's just the way things are. I don't know how you react to these things. There are some people who would sincerely, instantly react in a very angry way. You know how some people are. They just, oh, for crying out, come on now. Hey, here with you, standing up like that. But I don't do that because, first of all, I always say, and I think you probably agree, if you like this show, you probably agree that, you know what, we're all lucky enough to be in the coffee shop anyway, and it just doesn't quite matter. So I never get mad at anything. Never get mad if you miss a light, if someone's crossing in front of you. I really don't get mad at anything like that. As my, as my dad, once again, used to say, uh, hey, there are things to worry about in life, and this isn't one of them. So he was always full of uh, wise things like that. But anyway, so she slam into me, and what do I do? Now it's not just a combination of saying, oh, gee, that's all right, don't worry. Now, because it already happened once, 
Now it doubled in me, and I start laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I just, I don't mean, you know, I don't mean howling laughing. I mean kind of cackling. And I think she was mad at me because she was the type who does get angry. And she, so we had like both ends of humanity covered in that one accident. So here's the thing. She's annoyed. She goes to the bathroom to clean up or something. I'm kind of laughing, and I held my hands out to the guy. And now I think the folks in the restaurant got got the laugh from me because they knew this is just absurd. This is ridiculous. And so they kind of laughed, too, not as much as I was laughing. And they came back with the towels and the brooms and the mops and the new napkins. And I said, oh, here, wait, uh, let me get you. Oh, okay, you get it. So (laughs) I did the same thing again. And now... For the third time, and it was with a smile, and it was with a laugh, they gave me four more coffees, and now I gave them whatever I had. I just just taken cash with me. I think I gave them like 5 or $10 more tip, you know, just to be nice. And, of course, they deserve it, you know, but uh, whatever I had with me. I was just wearing sweatpants, so whatever I had, I gave them. And now I got out of the place just fine. The woman was back at the table. I did a wide move around her. Wouldn't that have been crazy if, by the way, from the next room, somebody comes in backing up or like a busboy with a tray of coffee cups? A tray of coffee cups. Imagine the irony. But at any rate, nothing happened like that. I got out of the place. Now you're conscious of everything, though. I got out of the place just fine, and I got back into my car. It's only about a mile and a half up the hill to get back to our house. It's a fine walk. I've done it. Many times, not from the coffee place, but from one or two of the bars in the area there where you actually walk back up the hill. But here's the thing. I've got, you know these gray coffee cup trays. You know the cardboard ones, the ones I described to you. So it's got four cups in it. You know what every car seat is like. They're at an angle. So if you rest the on the leatherette or whatever it is, if you rest, rest the coffee tray, as I did, and it's about... What would you say, 10 inches square, those things? If it, I rested it on the soft part that goes under the thigh normally so that I could balance it and hold it with one hand. As I drive up, it's a very nice residential street. There's always TV shows and movies sh- uh, shooting there. That's how residential it is. It's sort of the, the iconic Los Angeles suburban area, just house, 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 sort of colonials. It would have been like the setup shot in Leave it to Beaver, you know, where they show the street or something like that, or... And I'll tell you an interesting story about that uh, sometime, by the way, maybe even on this show. But here's the thing. So I've got my right hand holding that and going. I'm only going 10 or 15 miles an hour because there's no one on the street. I know every bump on the street. I know the street backwards and forwards. There's not there's nothing on that street. There's not a house I don't know. And as I'm going now, coming down the street on the right side, there's a very pretty woman jogging. And I mean very pretty, but the kind of pretty where as you're watching, as she's getting closer for like 100 feet, and look, I I, I may have said this before, but you know how men are. A man can look through a swamp on a moonless night, no moon, at 2 in the morning, which pitch black, through a swamp of high weeds, 100 yards away, a man can see what he thinks is the shape of a woman through the weeds in the middle of the night. And a man can still say, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. A man can still make that judgment. And as she gets, and as, look, as I've said before, uh, that's the way it is. If you don't like it, you have to complain to the manufacturer. So at this point, she's getting closer. And I'm thinking, and it wasn't jogging. It was like quick walk, like a, what, a power walk. I don't have to walk. 
but I don't look like that. And so the point is, she's coming closer in this walk, and you know, the with the arms pumping and the she was and she's wearing like uh, tight workout pants, and I'm telling you. God bless, as my dad would say, once again, this is a big saying from my dad's day, day for my dad saying, and my dad would say, God bless her, she's a healthy kid. And she really was, she was really pretty and had a wonderful figure, a great, great figure. So what I'm getting at is this, at about 35 feet away from me, coming down the right side, she decides for some reason to cross the street in front of the car because I had stopped at a stop sign. So she crosses the street from right to left. I'm driving, and I'm just pulling away at the stop sign, so I'm just going from zero to six miles an hour very slowly. So what do I do as she crosses in front of me? I look at her as she crosses in front of me, and my head turns from right to left as my left hand is on the steering wheel. What happens when this happens? It pulls my right hand that's holding the tray of coffee cups, and I have just enough time. Folks, if this was a cartoon... You would realize it before it happened. You know how cartoon physics works. And your face would say, uh-oh. And there would be enough time for you to turn and look at it and then say to it, no please, no wait, no don't. And I was belted in so I couldn't reach over with my left hand. So I'm sort of helpless as I watch whatever's going to happen, happen. And again, I'm not clumsy, but we're all clumsy sometimes. So my right hand, I didn't know. It's like turning into a a skid when you're in the snow. You have to be very aware and coordinated. Well, this morning, that particular morning, I was not aware and coordinated. But I was lucky, which is almost as good. Because I pulled with my hand. I sort of steered into the skid of the tray accidentally. One of the tops popped off and some of the coffee splashed out. And went on to the center console, console, you know, when that happens, you think. It's like spilling something on a computer. You say, I can't even get down there. But the point is, only about half of one cup spilled. The thing more or less righted itself. I jerked to a halt, to a stop, and just, holy mackerel, and looked at it. And I started giggling again because I hadn't spilled the coffee just in time to look out my left-hand window and see this woman who had slowed down to see why a man in a car had jerked to a stop in front of her after clearly looking at her, which wasn't that clear until I almost spilled the cups of coffee. And so now I'm staring at her. She had stopped walking. She's looking at me, and I'm laughing. And all I could do was say, there's nothing to what she thought what's happening here with this guy why is this man doing this and all i could all i could think of to say was good morning and she sort of nodded awkwardly and said good morning and uh, she continued her walk down and i continued my drive up and i got back home and my wife was just getting up and i brought her a cup of coffee and i poured it into a coffee mug and she said oh you went to uh Jinkies, and I got the coffee there, and I said, that's right. And uh, she said, oh, and you got it yesterday, too. I said, that's right, honey. And she said, everything all right? Anything interesting going on down there? And I said, nope. Because why tell the whole story about A, being clumsy, and B, and honey, the topper is, the cherry on top is, when I was looking so hard at this beautiful woman's backside, 
I almost spilled the coffee again. Isn't that hysterical, honey? Honey, put down that vase, honey. It's too early in the morning to break a vase like that. Now, you know we got that. The Adlers gave that to us for our wedding, and I think you know it. So, at any rate, that's, that's my story and, uh, about jinkies. And the kids got up, and I'll, I have something so, so nice to tell you, in a way, because it's, it's proper. My kids aren't kids anymore. And what that means is that they're, they're growing up, and they got to the point where they don't want me to call them these little lovey names that I, that I call them. And I understand that. But it's actually so awkward because if you're a parent, you know that means you're letting go of something that you really love to do very, very much. And this just happened yesterday. Folks, it was so funny. One of them, the younger one, who's only 12, by the way, but he's, you know, they grow up. They're kids. They're boys. And he was sitting in his room as I came to say goodnight to him with the dog after my wife had said goodnight. We came in, and uh, we were going to say our little evening devotions that I lead. And uh, and uh, he was sitting in the chair. Folks, he was like the attendance officer in a high school. He had his legs crossed, one over the other, and he said, Dad, I want to talk to you for a second. And I, I, felt, I felt it was like I, I was late for history, and or I had cut school <laughs> to go drink beer and smoke. Not that uh, I've ever done that, by the way, but I've heard about others. And he said, you know what, I'd, I'd like you to uh, stop calling me uh, these names and that name and uh, all these little silly names I have. And I said, that's all right. And that happened yesterday. And that's both the greatest and the worst thing to have happened. It's the greatest thing because only I know what it meant to me. I told my wife when I got back from his room, and she said, and, you know, she loves me, but she said, uh, oh, that's not, you've been, you do that too much anyway. It was sort of an offhanded thing. You know that, oh, don't worry about it, stop, you've got to let them grow up. And I said, I knew that. But you know what? The truth is, I was looking forward to coming here and saying it because I think, my theory is that if you make it on the, if there's, if there's a heaven and you get there, you get to relive that again. But for now and for the rest of this life, that is gone with the wind. And I knew as much, look, I love everyone at home, and I knew I could, uh, you know, hug the dog and just, you know, read my book with a drink there, and that's fine. But I'll tell you what, folks, I knew that was it. So it's one of those, it's not that deep. You don't sit there with tears running down your face, but it's with a smile, a little wistful look. You realize, well, that has just ended. That era is over now for both of them. And they are on their way, and and that is it for the little things I like to do. And that's all right, because there'll always be other things. If I, if I live long enough, there'll always be other things. And if you live long enough, there'll always be other things. But I was actually looking forward to telling you guys, because somehow, as busy and as crazy as life gets, coming here, as I told Jeff when I got here today, coming here is actually the calmest, sanest spot in my day, it's more relaxing. This Doing this show is as relaxing in a way for me. It's performing. It's thinking. It's having to, well, do whatever this thing is that, that I love doing anyway. But it's more relaxing than if I were just sitting on a chaise lounge out back with a drink and reading a book. Wait, let me start again. It's not that relaxing. It's, it's very close to that relaxing. 
You know what? It's just a different thing entirely. But I'm glad I had a chance to tell you about that. For Jeff Fox also and Chris Loxamana and everyone here at Ace Broadcasting, we're so happy. One year down, and with a little luck, we hope to all be together with you for a very long time. So as always, remember... If you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. And that is the truest thing I love and the truest thing I know. And if you have kids, let them grow up because there will always be something good around the corner. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you next week. In Esperanto, where available.